0: I'm Sasha Feiler. I'm Stephen Cohen. And this is... Shut up!
1: I love it!
0: A podcast where our guests come on to champion a part of culture that's underrated and or underappreciated.
1: Joining us today, he is a TV and film writer. He wrote for the show 5 at 305 on Primo TV, and he hosts the screenwriting podcast Beat It, which breaks down the main story beats of cult and junk food movies.
0: I've listened to that podcast. It's really entertaining.
2: Well, thank you. And guess what? I've done a podcast episode about what we're talking about today.
1: Well, so our guest is Joe Cabello. Cabello.
2: Joe... I should have corrected Shit. you before we started recording. Fuck that me. way this didn't happen, but oh I'm God. all about the controversy and, and the sense.
0: conflict.
1: Because that double L is a
2: e It's a double so, L.
0: I think it's it's an it's educational fine. moment for our listeners.
2: I think we
1: should absolutely leave it in. And
2: to be honest, my father, mother, and sister all say Cabello, so <laughs> I'm wrong if you think oh, did, about it.
1: Did Leslie Kahn tell you to pronounce it this way?
2: No, nobody tells me to do anything. You'll you'll see about that soon enough. Let's get this thing going.
0: I just did one, one more question. Didn't you used to be called Cabello at some point? Like, yeah, like I when sh- I like uh, met yes. you eight years ago?
2: Listen, I don't like... What you're unearthing hmm. here. I, I did f-
1: I feel like maybe I'm not necessarily in the wrong. In I never situation. really said you were wrong. <laughs> I corrected you, but you know. Uh so our really... guest our guest today is Joe Cabello. And Joe, what are we talking about today? We're
2: talking about the movie Street Fighter starring Jean Claude Van Damme. Nineteen
1: ninety
0: four. Mm-hmm. is the year of release
2: great year of films good
0: year for all of us
2: i don't even remember what other films were came out that year but uh
1: one of the first big video game adaptations mm-hmm. uh, so do we, does anyone know off the top of their head when the mortal Kombat movie came out
2: i think mortal Kombat was later like okay. s- 96 or 98 yeah so we this is a around. big one
0: i know it's considered fifth worst of all the video game adaptation movies By who? yeah that's a good that, question yeah
2: that there's no way that's true There's so many. By one director, what's the director who did You're talking about Paul W.S. Anderson?
0: Oh,
1: oh, Uwe Boll.
2: Yeah, Uwe Boll has done probably the five worst video game (laughs) adaptation Mm -hmm. movies.
1: So Mortal Kombat came out the year after this, 1995. So Paul W.S. Anderson probably saw this movie and was like, damn, I got to get in on this.
2: Well, there are two movies that could probably end up being very similar in a different timeline and universe, but are very different. Hmm.
0: Also, do you think, well, I don't want to say the Mortal Kombat movie was discouraged by this movie because this movie made its money back. Street Fighter, I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, it was not well received here, but internationally it made uh, three times of its budget, 90 million, I think. That was a box office uh, success. Yeah,
1: I was curious about that, about like what the international release of this movie might have been like because now global release is the most important thing, right? if your movie doesn't do well in america it doesn't really matter that much yeah plenty of
2: movies do well worldwide right and if you can fine.
1: kill it in china then you're golden but i wasn't sure what it was like in 1994 in that way
2: exactly the same <laughs> even the social issues were exactly the same <laughs> we
1: don't move forward joe why do you like them let me okay street fighter is the story of american <laughs> I have so
0: much to talk about when we get into Jean-Claude Van Damme's Americanness. Yes,
1: Jean-Claude Van Damme is playing an American colonel in the Allied Nations named Colonel Guile. And uh, Colonel Guile has a big rivalry with a would-be world dictator, M. Bison, played by Raul Julia. His
2: last role. Mm -hmm. That's one reason to love the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's dedicated to him and the credits. Along the way of Guile trying to bring down M. Bison, we meet all of our favorite Street Fighter characters. Chun-Li, played by Ming-Na Wen, uh, the voice of Mulan, and also from ER.
0: And I think from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Yes, she is, yeah. I did not
0: know that. Mm-hmm.
1: Cammy, played by Kylie Minogue. Mm-hmm. We've got E. Honda. Ooh, I just
0: have to insert quickly. Had a love affair with Jean-Claude. Yeah. During really? This movie. Yes. I did
1: not know that. While
0: he was on the break from his current wife. So he was married to his current wife twice. Her, the woman who
1: is still his wife today?
0: Yes. Wow. And the cheating he was doing with Kylie was not only on the woman that he is uh, currently with, but also on another woman he was married in between the current wife marriages.
1: Let's not talk about Street Fighter. Let's just talk about this. There's enough hot gossip around (laughs) Street Fighter's making to talk about just that.
0: Who else? Let's see. We've got
1: E. Honda who in this movie is a news van driver. Peter, I'm, I'm not going to try to say it because I'm going to mess it up. Does anyone want to take a, a shot at that?
0: Peter Twice as Sopo. Hey, that sounds you pretty good.
1: Wes Studi as Sagat. Classic actor. If you have a favorite Street Fighter character from the era of Street Fighter 2, they are in this movie.
0: They are I'm, a I'm, lot of characters. I'm very
1: impressed by how comprehensively they included the characters from the game, including could... Dolsem. They're
2: like, we, we'll find a way to put Dawson in the movie. We'll uh, give him a profession.
0: And he has scientist. an arc that most characters don't.
2: True. You're wrong about that. All the characters have an arc, <laughs> except for arguably the most important, which is Chen Lee.
1: Let's start off with you telling us why you love, would you say you love Yeah, this I love movie? this movie. What about this movie connects with you so deeply? Well,
2: I think you do have to separate the movie from Street Fighter Okay, to enjoy it.
1: Specifically Street Fighter 2. The credits make a very big yeah. point of saying this movie is based on Street Fighter 2. Yeah, okay. which
2: there's a huge difference between Street Fighter 1 and Street Fighter 2 okay. to where they're almost like separate games, hmm. even though it is Street Fighter 2 changed everything for fighting games. And
1: that's the one that they've been remaking. Yeah, ever there's since. so
2: many versions of it. So it's like, it seems odd that someone would say, oh, this is the second, it's not off the Street Fighter series, but the second one. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it at the time, like Street Fighter, the first one was just kind of a whatever game and not very good or beloved. But Street Fighter 2 was a phenomenon across the world, especially Japan.
1: So we have to separate Street Fighter the movie from Street Fighter 2.
2: Yeah, and I think you have to do that with any of the video game movies of the I f- time.
1: I feel like you should do that with any kind of adaptation, I you think know, you're like right. if you think about the movie Annihilation that came out last year with Natalie Portman, that's based on a book and from what I've read the book and the movie are very different. Hmm. I but... love the
0: movie, not to get distracted here. Yeah, but it's an amazing uh, film.
1: You know, you just have to separate that and appreciate them each as their own form of art. Same thing with like Under the Skin. Right, that book is very different from the Scarlett Johansson movie, but they're both valid pieces of art.
2: Yeah, I think it's hard when you have something beloved like that. Mm. Like they're making a Monster Hunter movie, mm. and I love Monster Hunter, and I'm sure I'm going to hate it and be so mad and not be able to watch it on its own, but given time, now we're far away from Street Fighter, and we've had worse Street Fighter movies than this one, if you're even, you know, going to call this one bad. The Rise of Chun-Li is much worse than this.
1: And that's like wholly unconnected from this movie right
2: yeah they're not it was trying to launch a new street fighter universe Mm -hmm. that didn't take um but i do think you have to take this as a don't compare it because that's where a lot of the why this movie is so bad comes from Hmm. this is just a great 90s action movie and an ensemble one too which i think is also what makes it less than a perfect movie it's hard to write that many characters, and they had to. Capcom wanted them to add more and more characters as the movie was getting made. So you see that, like, every character is barely in the movie. They Mm. have very little time. So what they do end up doing with each of the characters to give them some sort of arc and something to kind of, like, strive for and and grow, it's actually pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I was surprised by how even Jean-Claude Van Damme's guile doesn't really do anything until the last 30 minutes of the movie, even. Well,
2: he drives a boat, he <laughs> plans the boat, he dies. He's very little in this movie, but he's pretty much like the main character and the main like thrust of the, I, the I movie. I meant
1: more in terms of like Jean-Claude Van Damme action.
0: They are three kicks.
2: He does the flash kick.
0: Yeah, the actor doesn't kick three times, but they cut it three times. So to... The person who's watching this film in 1994, especially in a different country, less sophisticated, maybe knowledge of movies. They see it as like, whoa, three cool kicks, but it's really just a replay. Well, that's also like angle.
2: something that's kind of fallen out of fashion with action movies and was big in like international martial arts films as you would just show the cool thing in three different angles because it was done for real when you can actually have actors who can kick or jump kick or do something cool. Well, you, we're going to put three cameras on them and just show it. And explosions. Like, he wasn't shooting a lot. So I, I'm not surprised in that reason why he's not in a lot of fights. Hmm. I think he was uh, not in this. He wasn't able to film.
0: He was too busy lot. doing 10 grams of cocaine during these mm. years. And spending $10,000 a week on that.: And cocaine. banging yeah. Kylie
1: Minogue. 10 grams a day. per day. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a lot.
0: I don't know much about cocaine habits. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't really do it enough. To know the effects <laughs> of 10 grams,
0: but I was told that a third of that would be like a, a severe habit. A third of
2: that,
0: a third of that, 3.33 <laughs> 3.
2: 3, 3 repeated yes, grams, repeated. a severe habit. But uh, yeah, I think this is such a fun, uh, just 90s action movie. And I think anything you were to really criticize about it, you're kind of just criticizing about an era of action movies
0: and the genre, maybe, yeah, and,
2: and about the genre tropes. So I mean, that's certainly fair, but if there's certain movies you like, especially Stephen E. D'Souza movies, you probably... This falls a little in line with that, and I feel most people just simply don't like it because, yeah, Guile's Belgian in this movie. is not
0: <laughs> I mean, it is a sore thumb sticking I just, out.
1: So, Joe, you have experience with the games, right? You're familiar with the Street mm-hmm. Fighter yes. games. I really only know the characters kind of through... You know, cultural osmosis. I've played Street Fighter two a couple times, so I don't really know the background. So Guile is American in yes, the game because so, each
2: each character represents a country um, or area, and he mm-hmm. is the American one. So yeah, it's not ambiguous. It, that's not right? something
1: they could have changed, is what I, I'm asking. Like Capcom was not going to let them be like, okay, now Guile is Belgian.
2: Well, Capcom uh, was pretty involved with the movie Mm -hmm. and they're the ones who wanted more characters to be added even though originally yeah and they were very excited for the changes and like they weren't like hey ihanda can't be hawaiian he's japanese they didn't really I don't think there was as much like knowledge of fandom,
0: sure, yeah, as
2: we have now to know like, oh
0: no, the fans want to see the characters that they, <laughs> they and played. It, and in case you you know you forget for a second that Captain Guile is American, there's American flag on his uh, arm. <laughs> the, yes, he uh, does the have the a press on tattoo on it.
1: Yeah. His arm. Okay, like they could have changed it,
2: right? Like they could have. I think there wasn't much of a like even the the knowledge of the characters that they got hmm. all that has grown you know over time here stephenie de he had to write a movie was given some character bios yeah there's not much you can really discern from the games but he still had to write a movie and then on top of that people are pushing certain casting
0: would Jean claude van damme allow people to not have him as an american in the movie because i think that's his thing I think internationally it worked. People thought that he's just, like, American. Like, people knew he's Belgian. But people also were like, I totally buy him as an American because it was dubbed. That's a fair point.
1: You know, like, to an international audience. I'm saying as a person
0: who grew up in Siberia, Uh I never thought of him as not American. I guess, like... If pressed, I mean, it would be like, yeah, I guess his name is French, so he's probably French. They call them the muscles from Brussels. Brussels. Mm -hmm. Well, uh,
2: the movie itself kind of takes place in this like almost futuristic world where the allied nations are there.
1: True, like a post-national world, though definitely still our world because Martin Luther King Jr. did exist. (laughs) That's right. Oh, was Hitler one of the people yep. that the flash. flashing images of Blanca? Mm-hmm. Oh boy.
2: But I think, you know, things like Dawson being a scientist who turns into what his character looks like via that, like Toxic. That is ways. one of <laughs> the
1: things that I thought was so fun about this movie was how pretty much every character besides like M. Bison starts off not really looking like what their character looks like in the video game. And then by the end of the movie, everyone is wearing the costume. They get their costume, which have. is
2: so bizarre because Ken and Ryu, their costume is the bad guy's uniform. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, isn't that so weird? And uh, so
1: Ken just rips the logo off off of the gi. Uh, yeah. And now that's his uniform.
2: But if this was a movie like Mortal Kombat, I think you could easily stick to the character tropes. But then it's just a tournament movie. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen a tournament. I love a good tournament movie. And in a way, I wish this was one
1: right it's baked into the premise of mortal Kombat. yeah right? like you
2: would think if you were going to write oh okay this is a tournament movie i think they were trying to do something a little bigger and different and i think that's why it it might still be a bad tra- or a street fighter movie it's a better action movie than would just be a tournament movie especially if we had street fighter the tournament movie and then mortal Kombat. i think those two would always be connected one would look worse and be worse be regarded worse but instead we get this really fun like basically like spy action movie
0: i i have never played the video game but i'm told and my research tells me that mostly it's just fighting right the video game is just just one-on-one fighting you progress you fight bison yeah
1: yeah you're moving across the globe right joe yeah you're, you're fighting, fighting th- characters different from different characters. Ca- countries
2: that's why the reason why the guile thing is so weird is just because it is about fighters from countries like specific countries Where so is, you can't change their countries where's ken from he's american okay so there's uh, two americans yeah like one's east coast one's west coast type well character. i
0: think both ken and Ryu are american described as american con artists
2: but they only con criminals that's the important thing about them Mm. is they're bad guys they're robin hoods in a way
1: and the con job that they're pulling at the beginning of the movie is they're they're claiming to sell weapons to sagat but instead they've sold him nerf guns essentially this is where i was lost
0: (laughs) because all of a sudden i was presented instead of jean-claude van damme who is a character (laughs) in himself i was presented with two Characters who lacked charisma the camera didn't like especially the white dude. Oh, he, I, he was sick for a lot of the production really? too, oh, And it shows
2: in some key scenes where he just looks bad hmm. He also
0: just doesn't look like a lead man. Not like he-
2: I love the character of Ken I think he's so cool. So
0: just because this film it's not a tournament film but there's a linear plot that we're following and that was something invented for the film doesn't mean that it was comprehensible like to me i had to turn a lot to wikipedia page to like regroup and be like so that's what's happening in the film i felt like a lot of storytelling was just like still very messy for me to follow along do you think it's for the lack of my knowledge of the video game or
2: i don't think it would be lack of knowledge of the video game because the movie doesn't follow the video game it is a little bit weird like when the the second act break is him faking his own death so that mm-hmm. they can do their spy mission with Ken and Ryu. That's a weird... Because your character's dying, mm-hmm. you know? And your main character, it being an ensemble film, it passes it to Ken and Ryu at that point.
0: Yeah, who is the main character. Like I I'm think that's lost. the
2: problem is like the kind of lack of main characters and it being Jean-Claude Van Damme. Maybe if that wasn't Jean-Claude Van Damme, there would be less like... Jean Claude Van Damme's the dude Mm -hmm. who's supposed to not die Mm. 25 minutes into the movie. Mm -hmm. And even though he's faking his own death, you're still like, your plan as the hero is to fake your own death and not do anything for half of the second act. (laughs) But But also, you're
1: the person that M. Bison wants to fight. (laughs) Yeah. And he, he, you are kind of the driving force for the villain in a way. And you've now faked your own death.
0: And it's just the active lead character. I mean, mm. all of a sudden, he disappears for a while. Yeah, yeah so Magic show. Ken
1: and Ryu make this plan with Guile to uh, make it look like they've killed him. So they get kind of brought into Sagat's crew. Mm. Uh, and Sagat and, and Bison are making a weapons deal. And uh, Chun-Li is there undercover as an acrobat, I guess.
2: (laughs) It's a performance
1: that everybody loves. We've learned by this point that Chun-Li is not just a news reporter. She is a martial artist. Yes. Trained in the martial arts of three continents to get revenge on M. Bison. So she's there for that reason as well.
2: Which she never really gets. Man, that's
1: so disappointing because she almost takes him out yeah she she almost takes down m bison at like the 45 50 minute mark of the movie and then she never gets to even see him again she's Uh, just fighting anonymous bad guys in like the big fight scene and she's not even doing that much of that
2: everybody gets a pretty full arc and gets some sort of like retribution to something they've done in the past Except for her. She gets her shot and then it's like, oh, Guile's going to kill him, Bison, now.
1: And the reason that she doesn't get it is because her friends are outside yelling her name and she gets distracted.
2: Yeah, that's the one point I don't really like. Mm -hmm. I wish she got more of. Her or more to
0: bangs, her. like if you're doing hair bangs, <laughs> yes. like you go all the way, cover the forehead. Don't just put three little hair Yeah, Give pieces her a weave hanging. of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she
1: gets, I would say, the most like emotional impact out of anyone in the movie, right? Like she has a whole monologue to M. Bison about how he killed her father, which is where you get that great line from Raul Julia about how the day M. Bison visited your village was the most important day in your life. But for M. Bison, it was a Tuesday. Yes, classic. And then, yeah, she just doesn't get anything else to do for the rest of the movie.
2: Yeah, that's definitely a bad thing. Uh, And, like, Guile, yeah, Guile. M. Bison has your friend and you're the hero, but who cares?
0: (laughs) Well, I expected some love connection and chemistry at the end. And there's just this awkward moment of them standing next to each other.
2: Well, it's weird because, like... Cammy obviously has feelings for him, but then
0: he's just like, whatever,
2: and like hooks up with Chun-Li. Like, it's, it just is a weird moment at the end where you're like, wait, don't give him the chance at two girls and then have him choose at the end just because you're really having sex with Kylie Minogue. We don't need to see that in the movie.
1: And what he says to Chun-Li is that he will let her interview him as long as she wears the dress that M. Bison has made her wear. Ooh, it was a different era, everybody. <laughs> All the men in the movie are kind of salivating over her. Ken gets drawn into a trap because he's got the hots for her. Because he
2: thinks he can hook up with her, yeah.
1: <laughs> After her magic show, M. Bison also clearly you know, puts her in this dress for a reason. Um,
0: that scene was supposed to be a lot darker for me. Like, he's trying to take advantage of her sexually. I think, like, he invites her, in, not invites her, he orders her into his room. And all of a sudden, we see that they're just like chatting as they're like changing to different outfits. There's like a little chat happening. It's a great
2: them. scene, though. And notice how the costume is for everybody, it's like some sort of shackle or piece of shame they put on, which is the reason why they later fight. Mm -hmm. in the games you know you can see the games in a different light because you know what they're wearing isn't necessarily a symbol of pride it's the symbol of the darkest day of their lives that now they fight harder for wow uh Uh, that's not a real thing i just said (laughs) but you know you can take it that way when you
1: you can have your own head canon right yeah Um... when i
2: play the games i think about that now because of this movie that is in a way you know canon to street fighter is Ken and Ria's geese aren't from their master. <laughs> They're from when they joined an uh, evil organization.
1: Sasha, did you know anything about this movie no. before you watched it? No. This was like a brand new experience. Brand new for
0: experience. You. I mean, my only connection is Jean Claude Van Damme. Mm. And I don't actually remember any of his films growing up, but I remember him being like a, an icon in Russia when I was growing up. Hmm. People were obsessed with him and his uh, looks and there was even a pop song that went something like a guy singing jean-claude van damme i won't give her to you (laughs) which meant like his girlfriend fell in love with jean-claude van damme Uh, it's a cuckold song by watching his (laughs) films and so now he cannot connect with his girlfriend wow because she's so in love with jean Claude. but he's
1: not just gonna give up without a fight I'm Although, I'm if you're sh- going to fight someone, probably not Jean-Claude Van Damme. Probably not the nope. guy it. His muscles are pretty
0: intense. He definitely worked out. Yeah. This he's
2: movie. legit. You know, people like to make fun of him because he's been in some cheesy films and he's kind of, you know, been coked out in his past. But he's a legit guy. I love so many of his movies. This one's pretty high up there as far as his movies. I don't know if it features him the best. Not
1: as much of a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, despite his name being above the title. Yeah,
2: it feels like it is, but then it really isn't. Mm. So how do you
0: react then, Joe, to the fact that he sounds like Tommy Wiseau from (laughs) The Room? And I mean it, like they sound exact same. Makes me think like maybe Tommy is from Belgium, Hmm. or Tommy was so inspired by jean claude that Who he wasn't? made himself sound exactly well, and
1: tommy is like a workout freak right like right he's got those freaky muscles i think there's some sort of
2: conspiracy
0: there it's wrong <laughs> but uh it's there um, so yeah his cadence is so off everything sounds very overpronounced when jean claude speaks how do you connect with him despite that i feel like to me that's
2: just a jean claude van damme movie Like, he's never spoken well in any movie from that period.
1: Is it part of his appeal?
2: Maybe in a way, but the same way Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice is. Like, it's Mm -hmm. kind of the total package. It's everything together. And for me, as a fan of his movies growing up, that's just kind of what I came to expect. So it didn't stick out to me. On the level of it being compared to the video game, everything about it pisses me off. (laughs) So when I do think about it as a chance in making a Street Fighter movie, it shits the bed so badly, and it makes me mad to think about who Ken and Ryu are and what story they decide to tell. But when I don't think about it that way, then You're I like the movie. Yeah, yeah, I really
0: like it. He speaks with an accent. You can say that he owns it, but then there's so many cutaways in every single speech that he makes. And a lot of times you don't even know he's talking because they've been using different takes. Can he even handle like speaking as an actor? Because Arnold, he would own his lines. And Jean-Claude, if he feels always like he stumbles over the words and like there's like long pauses between each of them. I'm just picking up on that as a foreigner. You just hate Jean-Claude. I really don't. I don't really have any feelings one way or the other, but I'm interested it's... in the foreignness of of his and still playing american characters
2: well that's one of my defenses of the movie too it was a bad production too like stories of production were really horrible
1: i like the production design of this movie i like the tactile tactility i don't know what the word is yeah, of yeah. like the sets like m bison's lair just looks really fun
2: yeah and when he's uh the mines are coming up to sh- mm. uh get jean-claude van damme's ship And he's using an arcade joystick. Yes. So wonderful. Like someone who doesn't understand video games and doesn't (laughs) understand what anybody wants to see. There's no way Raul
1: Julia had ever touched a joystick before that moment. Do I just hit it with both hands?
0: What about you, Steven? What is your connection? Yeah,
1: I only knew this movie by its kind of maligned reputation. I feel like Raul Julia gets a lot of credit still for this movie just because his performance is so extreme
0: great evil character in, yeah, in, in any yeah very
2: interesting
1: and the fact that it was his last performance you know it's infamous for that alone
0: he does do do his great like eye moment oh my god way. his
1: eyes like bugging out is the movie's best special effect mm-hmm.
2: you know? and what about when he disses sagat and he goes you didn't see that and he covers his eye it's like dude are you just being a dick because this guy only has one eye
1: the ableism is crazy you're
2: like you've had these long beautiful speeches and said great words then when you snap you're just gonna be like you're fat like you're just gonna choose the easiest thing to pick on someone He's human is what I'm trying to say. And it really is a humanizing Mm. moment.
1: Mm.
0: Steven, did you play video games?
1: No. When I was a kid, I did not play many video games. I play more now. But fighting games have never been something... You have to, like, invest time in learning the mechanics of a fighting game to to get really good at it. And I just, you know, I usually would rather spend time playing, like, an action-adventure game or something like that. So I've never really gotten into Street Fighter. So, yeah, I didn't have any baggage... On the, like, mythology aspect going into the movie. So that may have affected what I thought of it. What yeah, and when mean? you think about Rise of Chun-Li... So this movie, this is a movie that came out in, like, the mid-2000s, right? With yeah, Kristen Crook from you know. Smallville as Chun-Li. And Chris, Chris, Klein. Uh, Chris
2: Klein as... Uh, who I think is kind of trying to be Charlie. Oh, and so Charlie is Blanca, right? Yes and no, there is a Charlie character, oh, though, Oh, so who in is the game, Blanca. these
1: are separate characters, but the movie kind of combined them? I
2: don't even know if the character was made yet.
0: On the Wikipedia page, it says that Charlie and Blanca is the same
1: Well, character. yeah, because Jean-Claude Van Damme definitely calls him Charlie, even though...
0: Charlie! Carlos.
1: Every other time, he's referred to as Carlos Blanca. Yeah, and Bison just puts it together.
2: Oh, yeah, Carlos, Charlie. <laughs> I know uh, Matt, Mateo. I know all of them. I know all the little <laughs> Joe, Jose. But uh, that movie's really bad, unwatchably bad, and even has less to do with Street Fighter somehow.
1: That one's more like a gritty kind of military movie, right? It's Very hard to describe what brief it is. Clips.
2: I wouldn't recommend watching it if the only reason would be to make you like this Street Fighter movie more, because <laughs> you will like. It's hard to complain about this Street Fighter movie after Rise of Chun Li.
1: Is Chun Li the only like real character? That we know and love from the game in that movie, or are There's does a couple. It have like Zangief?
2: No, um, it has people you don't really care to see, and not okay. enough of them. I forget which one specifically, but it's just not. Hmm. It's just not. Period. It's not anything <laughs> you even want to fuck with.
1: I have a question for everybody: Who was your favorite Street Fighter in this movie? I have an answer. Go for it.
0: Um, and that brings it to another reason why I don't like this movie. <laughs> um I liked Vega. oh ah,
1: who has one line. Vega a pretty
0: good depiction
2: of a of Vega too. Yeah.
1: So in the movie Vega is kind of a minion of Sagat. He wears his mask and he has his Wolverine claws and he's kind of an enemy for Ryu in the film. Yeah.
0: So this character was a very interesting character right away for me and uh dun, 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 dun.
2: and and then
0: nothing happens all of a sudden he's abandoned forgotten (gasps) and barely shows up at all in the movie after like brief introduction and fighting rio in the act one Hmm. and i just felt like a missed opportunity to me well he's
2: just like he plays the role of one of those um side villains whose job is just to pose a physical threat
0: but to me it's a promise of the premise of some sort for this character it's a promise that you made to the audience like okay like are we just jamming all characters from video game or are we trying to make a comprehensible well, that's, story
2: that was the problem is the writer was trying to make a comprehensible story but then Capcom was continuously saying no add this character and I'd this... be like we can't add any more characters but I feel like Vega does the job of he's supposed to fight Ryu but uh, Guile interrupts it What do they do in the end? Ryu and Vega fight and they finally settle it. That's like all he's supposed to really do in the movie.
0: Uh, Seeing him as a powerful character that then is only shown a couple of times in a medium close-up looking handsome and not villainy. He just had a crush. He did have
1: enviable muscles. He's presented as like a beautiful man. He does fight in the prison too. He has a makeshift claw in the prison. He's a master
2: wicker worker. <laughs> he really
1: knows how to do
2: it. What about you guys? What are your favorite
0: fighters? I
1: think my, well, here's the thing. So, my favorite character was DJ. And I was very disappointed that he does not yes. fight in the movie at Yeah, all. you don't see – because he
2: has cool moves He's just
1: the... kind of there to, like, react to M. Bison at <laughs> one point. He's just a punk ass. When they all think that Guile has died, DJ's like, oh, great, this is great news. And M. Bison says something along the lines of, no, now I'm sad. And DJ just goes, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a, a very good comic relief.
1: And, he, you know, he's just out there trying to get his – get by in this world – Which is all any of us can do. Yeah. And I really uh, enjoyed his presence. Would have liked to have seen him fight someone.
2: Yeah. It's funny, though, he does play that role of, like, just the, I just, I clock in. I don't care (laughs) about this as much as all of you. Right. He has no connection
1: to the movement and Bison's, you know, plan. He just wants to paycheck. (laughs) And I
2: think Vega, I think, is depicted well. Zangief is just a fun character zangief is quick yeah. change the channel that's an iconic line the <laughs> yeah. fact that the whole time he thought he was on the good guys team mm-hmm. and, and then, then at the end his, he realized didn't. that uh, oh we're not the good guys
1: so is zangief your favorite street fighter you gotta pick one
2: zangief i really love he is fun um i like ken and ryu's arc uh, but I just love it all. I mean, and nobody gets like such a. There, it's spread out. Yeah, so I, much of the. That's moments. the
1: thing. Like any character that you consider your favorite is unfortunately going to be underserved by just the very structure of this movie and its ensemble nature. It kind of reminded me of like the early X Men movies in that way, where they were so focused on getting in as many recognizable X-Men characters from the cartoon or the comics that a lot of them ended up not feeling fleshed out in any way.
2: Yeah, and it just feels like chaos. When you see actual bunch of mutants in a place like dozens of student mutants, and one's like floating a plate, another one's on fire, One one's is freezing changing the TV. changing the
1: channel with his eyes. Yeah, you're like,
2: <laughs> oh, these people should be killed. <laughs> they should be rounded up and murdered. They're too powerful.
1: (laughs) Like when you see it like that, you're like, no, a lizard boy, kill it. Um, So we've talked, you know, I think we've gotten a sense of why people might not, why other people besides you, Joe, might not like the movie. Is there anything else that you think fair or unfair prevents people from getting on board with the film?
2: I mean, it's certainly not a perfect movie. The ensemble cast of it does make it so it is hard to connect a little bit. And especially, you know, you see the box art with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then, like I said, he dies 20 minutes in. You you just kind of don't want to follow that because it's not presenting you necessarily the movie that you were promised. Sure. You were promised an action movie. You were thinking commando, but with Jean-Claude Van Damme essentially. Um, so I think that can stop people from liking it. Also, who cares about a street fighter movie that doesn't follow street fighter? Hmm. You know, if you're someone at this point who's just getting into Street Fighter, well, you're not going to like this movie. But, but then that goes with any movie. John Wick, why do I care about John Wick? Like, just because he's John Wick? Well, what about Guile? <laughs> I connect with Colonel Guile.
1: The 90s was a interesting time for Hollywood compared to today right? because, like, the existence of an IP being the very reason to make a movie wasn't really the most important thing in Hollywood at the time the way that it is now. Yeah, it was
2: very disrespected. It was a long shot that anything could work that people would even want to see it. And now it's so common that it's almost it's ridiculous. it's like the
1: only thing that's getting made. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, and the only thing that gets any respect. So you get an original movie out there people are like, "Oh, whatever."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But
2: then you're know, like, "Oh, it's from a comic that sold 3 issues. Oh, it must be good." <laughs> Build
0: an audience is everything.
2: It truly is. But that's why you should check out Street Fighter, the movie, if you love
1: Street Fighter. (laughs) Or if you don't. If you don't know Street Fighter from Adam. (laughs) Then you'd love a good action movie. Sasha, did you love a good action movie when you watched Street Fighter? In general? (laughs) I'm just trying to translate. What's your reaction to the film?
0: All right. Well, if we're going to rate this film, which we are, spoiler alert... (laughs) You know, I'm not a big action movie viewer, but I do love Die Hard to establish the scale for me to rate Street Fighter on. So I would say that as much as I wanted to like this movie because I expected sort of just like fun action and there was just like a lot of really cool fight scenes and things that I do appreciate uh, for the craft of it and the stunt work, I did not like this film because Jean-Claude was just too much for me. Oh, like,
2: Jean-Claude Van Damme blew it. He blew Gile. it for me. I mean, Gile. his
0: character blew it because he was just very spotty in the story. He would just show up and then disappear. We discussed this earlier. And I just wouldn't, like, let it go the fact that he is a Belgian dude who tries to sound <laughs> American.
2: I don't even know how hard he's trying... <laughs> <laughs> or if he just really is that
1: bad. I saw the know. effort. I like, wonder if he thinks he's nailing it. Like, does Russell Crowe and Les Mis think he's nailing it? Does Jean-Claude Van Damme think he's nailing it here? I don't
2: know at that point in his career if he had the ability does to he think care? he wasn't nailing <laughs> everything. He is on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. You
0: are never not on cocaine if you're doing 10 grand. Yeah. You're always You're either high.
2: dead or that is, like, all throughout the day.
0: So, uh, I just didn't find him interesting or charismatic enough because I was so distracted by like the comedy that he brought in unintentionally by being like a dude from like Houston Texas that's just my you know idea like of what he was trying to be I don't know if he was really trying to be a dude from Houston Texas I was also very disoriented in the action scenes I was very lost spatially like I didn't know where I was and to me it's like a horror film it's the same with goes for, like, bigger action films where I, I need to know where's the danger. Like, a lot of times I'd be like, so where's Kylie Minogue's character as opposed to where Guile is? Like, I don't understand. Like, are they close to each other? Are they far from each other? And The moment you start getting lost and confused, you're not as engaged into the film. So I would say if Die Hard is a 10, I would um, give this film a 3. Mm.
2: All right. I will say there is like a not deep sense of peril like in the last action scene as they're shooting and stuff, and I think part of that's just its cartoonish nature. It is a different type of action movie than Die Hard. I agree that the scale you know. is not
0: perfect.
1: Yeah, I, I was having trouble myself trying to think of like what belongs at the ten on this scale. This it's is a unique
0: s- movie. <laughs> it is. It is unique for it's sure.
1: Idiosyncratic. Yeah. So okay, if we're thinking about like fun action films i would agree die hard is up there toward the top but i enjoyed my time with street fighter more than i expected to you yeah know- it's
2: not a bad movie you know like when you watch a bad movie and you're like i need to turn this off because it's not like gripping anything like it's not so much like what i heard from you is maybe more really deep specifics like hey his voice is annoying me it's, but, like, that's different than these are boring scenes. Well, and I was we don't bored
0: know. because I was confused. And,
1: yeah, like, spatial geography is super important for action films and horror films. And, yeah, if you're if you're lost in the setting, it's going to be hard to connect. I also agree that, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme is not the best part of this movie. But, luckily, he's not in that much yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's there's plenty of characters to pick up that slack. And going into the movie, I didn't know, you know, like how self-aware the movie was going to be. So I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of the intentional humor. You know, the line earlier th- that I mentioned earlier with M. Bison and DJ. I also really like the part where Ryu fights Vega for the first time. And there's a woman holding a sign that says, I heart Vega. And then someone rips Ryu's shirt off. And he also has abs, though not nearly as good. And Mm. she tosses her sign aside. It's
0: different from the woman who was holding a shoe. A few (laughs) different shots, right? (laughs) It's
1: like they shot an insert of that. They were like just on set, like wait, I need to get a shot of that woman carrying her her shoe. Bring her back. Call call that extra
0: back. We need her for another day. So
1: the fact that the movie has these moments of successful comedy makes the unintentional comedic moments. I don't care so much about the unintentional part. I like that they're funny. You know, like from a 2019 standard of like good action, something like The Raid or something like that, this is not anywhere near that. But looking at the movie, trying to meet the movie at the level that it's coming to me at, I had a pretty good time with it. I would give this a 7.
0: Would big trouble in big little trouble China. in little China. Would that be a better comparison? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah and be, that's yeah.
2: way. Cause to that's me, that's one of the best movies. That's what I'm
0: saying. Maybe this movie is trying to be that yeah, in some
1: ways. That seems like a pretty good comparison point.
2: I think the amount of fun and kind of like the amount of ideas, especially and it being kind of an adventure movie. I think that's a good comparison. If you're comparing it to that, well, nothing can compare, but the next episode of my beat it screenwriting podcast is actually on big Trouble in oh, little China. This
0: is a great transition to plugins, but at first all we need to hear where this movie stands for you
2: um two
0: that's a joke It's a joke.
2: I would say seven or eight It's definitely a go to fun watch, and I've had to watch it a lot recently for the podcast episode, but even before that, I'd watched it within the last year before that and I watch it pretty often.
1: So the structure of the podcast, you're breaking down...
2: I break down the main story beats, like, as per Save the Cat or, Mm. you know, the the usual So um, how many times
1: do you watch a movie for for that? Um, Usually
2: at least three more. And sometimes just broken up or I'll have it in the background while Mm. I'm doing something. Mm. Because, like, one, just to watch and take notes then if i missed anything then for quotes and things like that he
0: wants just to experience jean claude
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> you might want to you know just the jean claude scenes i want the jean claude cut where it's just his scenes
1: so 25 minutes
2: <laughs> if that you know i actually was working on a time chart for seeing mm. how much time is spent on each character throughout the movie and color code it and I have it, and it took a really long time. But it sounds
0: like a very thorough work. Yeah, well.
2: I don't know why I even did it. Like, it's not used in the podcast or anything like that, because it you, wasn't really the point to talk about that. But
1: Did anything stand out in the results?
2: Just that, like, it is really spread, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, just disappears for huge amounts, but then shows up for long periods of time driving a boat. So Love you don't boats. have math
0: feedback for us.
2: No, I did not memorize the numbers Put this to, to that
1: meeting. Uh, that would, uh, I, <laughs> dr Dawson would be disappointed
2: but maybe i'll uh finish it up and and share it uh it's kind of it's so scattered that it's nonsense like it's just <laughs> all these colors flashing <laughs> but then i wanted to compare it to maybe a more a movie like die hard one character essentially yeah and i bet it's just like long sections of just john McClane, and uh just seeing that straight that stark difference uh, really shows what work he had to do to De D'Souza to, to balance this whole movie.
1: So our listeners can go hear you talking more about Street Fighter the movie on Beat It.
2: Yeah, Beat It Screenwriting Podcast. You could search that or go to com slash beat it. Cabello with two L's. And uh, we have a Transformers episode from uh, the 80s. The I cartoon. did listen to that
0: episode. It was very entertaining and well-produced, and I enjoyed it. And Maybe- that episode's
2: uh, special because at the end of it, we basically steal the beats of transformers to make a new movie um which is kind of a fun uh, thing if you're a screenwriter just do that steal a movie i mean just for practice and it'll end up being different
1: like you wouldn't steal a house so would you steal a movie you
2: wouldn't download a house isn't that (laughs) right
0: (laughs) well thank you for being on our podcast
2: thank you for having me this was really fun to get to defend my show and hopefully we got some new street fighter fans
1: you should come to the Moving Arts Theater on Hyperion Avenue, oh, nice. second and fourth Thursday of every month or at 9 p.m. You'll see the direct-to-video awards.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for our
1: artwork. Thank you, Andrew Hayworth, for our theme music.
0: Thank you, Jay Hunter, for production support. And Everyone. thank
1: you for listening.